Small talk, big thoughts, big thoughts. Small talk, big thoughts, big thoughts. Small talk, big thoughts, big thoughts. Oh. Hello, my name is Ebony Griffin. I am your host of the Small Talk Big Thoughts podcast. This episode is about being the one after God. The one after God. Let me explain. So in Genesis chapter 1, God, chapter 1, verse 26, God says, let us make man in our own image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the earth, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing upon the earth. Then if you go same chapter, chapter 1, you go all the way down to verse 31, it says, And God saw everything that he made, and that included man, and behold, it was very good. So, you know, God makes Adam, and Adam is in his own image, and, you know, verse 31 says, And he, God, looked at everything that he made, and he said it was good. Now, six chapters or five chapters later in chapter six of Genesis, the Bible tells us um, that people on the earth have become bad, okay? Um, They're doing all kinds of stuff. I mean, things you can't even imagine. They're doing it. And I'm just going to go ahead and dive in. So again, we're in Genesis chapter six. And I'll start reading. Of course, I am reading from the King James Version. Normally, I read from New King James, but I am reading from the King James Version. Um, So grab your Bibles and get with it. Um, Join me with reading. Chapter 6, and this is going to be verse 5 through 6. And then I'll let you know some other verses within there as well. So again, chapter 6. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. All right, let me read that again. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continuously. So now we have over 6,000 thoughts per day, just generally. This is an average. And because the, the people during that time were so close to Adam, and let me say this, Adam was able to use like 100% of his brain. So before sin he could use like 100% of his brain now we only use about 10% now but those those people during that time were so close in proximity to Adam that I that I believe that they may have been able to use 
at night at least 90 80 90 percent of their brain power um because they were so close to proximity to adam on the earth but anyway god saw that they were wicked and it says that every thought so you got six thousand thoughts i have six we got six thousand over six thousand thoughts per day and God is looking down on them and seeing that every thought they had was evil. Every single thought that they had was evil. Um, so, and so God says, and this is again, Genesis chapter 6, 5, verse 5 through 6, King James. And, and it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth and it grieved him at his heart. Um, so what were the, I mean, what were the people doing? Like they were doing all kinds of stuff. As I said before, everything was wicked, but when it says that he repented here, repented, uh, in a general sense for us, when it applies, repented is I have turned away from my sins. I was doing something wrong and I have turned away. I have stopped doing it here. Um, when it speaks of repentance, God repented that he had made man on earth. It, this means that he was very sorrowful. He regretted his decision. Now remember in verse 1, I mean in chapter 1 verse 31, he says everything he made including man was good. Now fast forward chapter 6 verse 6, 5 and 6, he's saying that, you know, it's so bad he's looking at it looking at man doing the evil every thought is bad and he's saying man oh man i i what did i do here you know it's i'm i'm sure he had questions right and ultimately man was created to be a masterpiece a treasure of uh being righteous uh you know god positioned us and told us and charged us with being fruitful and exercising dominion over the land and then you know again in chapter six five chapters later from chapter one there is every thought of man is evil that has to be pretty pretty tough for our God to see um, so verse 11, same chapter, chapter 6, verse 11 through 12, this is what it looked like. So this is what God saw. The earth was so corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. And God looked up on the earth, and behold, it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. So that's what he saw. He saw that it was evil in every thought, and he saw that it was corrupt the earth itself the people on the earth corrupt verse 7 says and god said i will destroy man so he comes to the thought that it's so bad that i gotta start over <laughs> you know like what i gotta start over this sin has corrupted the people so bad they can't tell they're not doing what's right and because they're not I'm gonna have to destroy man and I I can't 
I believe that that was very hard for our loving God to do. And, and, and so much so, after he does this, he says, I won't do this in this way again. Uh, but going back to verse 7, um, he in, the, in him saying, God saying that I will destroy a man, he found Noah. Noah basically finds grace in the eyes of the Lord. So you know the story. Noah is charged by God. God says, hey, I want you to build an ark. I want you to gather two male and female of each, reptiles and animals and just everything. Grab, grab two, get on, on the, get on the ark, and I am going to destroy the land by water it's gonna rain it's never rained before but guess what it's gonna rain now and that's what happened God destroyed the earth and he saved one man Noah and his family so the lesson here is Noah was found grace in God's eyes his actions were so much so different from the people that were corrupt and that had every thought in their mind evil that God found that Noah found grace in God's eyes and God spared his life he was the one Noah was the one that he spared so I'm saying to you and I we have to be the one so be the one that is saved be the one that God wants to save um Another another uh, story is Abraham had a had a nephew by the name of Lot, and uh, they were leaving their hometown together, and they initially were going to go in the same place. Um, one wanted to go here, and then another one wanted to go there, and so they couldn't really make a decision on how they would stay together, so they decided to separate. And so Lot, the nephew, chose to live in Sodom. Um, but the men of Sodom were wicked, and they were sinners. This is what the Bible says in Genesis chapter 13 and 13, verse 13. But the men of Sodom were wicked and sinners before the Lord exceedingly. So they weren't just, you know, sinning a little bit. I know some people say, well, a little bit ain't gonna hurt. Well, a little bit hurts just as much as a lot. But these people were probably, you know, in in our day and age and what we see exceedingly in abundance, They that's all they did. That's all they did was sin they were wicked and there was so much violence in that area of Sodom and that Lot had been stuck up basically he was kidnapped and he was all of his goods were stolen Um, now that is if you want to read that you can go to Genesis chapter 14 verse 12 so the Lord told Abraham about this. Now Abraham had such a good relationship with God that they communicated with each other. And I just love that. Uh, but the Lord was telling Abraham about the wickedness of Sodom and Gomorrah. And Abraham asked God, um, you know, well, God was letting him know about the wickedness and told him that he was going to destroy that area. 
And so Abraham asked God, well, you know, what if he find 50 righteous people? Will you spare that place? And then, you know, God says, okay, you know, 50. You know, if I find 50, okay. Then Abraham thought about it and asked God, what about 45? You know, if you find 45, would you spare the place? And then God, you know, he responds. Then he, then Abraham thinks about it again and says, well, okay, I, on the inside, I'm thinking he's probably, Abraham is thinking like, well, what if it ain't 45? What if it's only 40? So then, you know, he gets a little nervous about the 40 and he drops down and he says, well, God, what if it's 10 righteous people? Will you spare the city? And this is in Genesis eighteen thirty-two. And I think the reason why Abraham was asking these questions to the Lord was because he knew that his nephew was there and he cared about his family enough to want his family to be spared. So he just wanted his his nephew to be in the number. Like that's something where you you are you're warned ahead of time and you know someone that's in a situation or in that place and you just pray and hope and advocate for your family member to to think I hope that he is in the number I hope that he is in this 10 you know may he be in this 10 that God is willing willing to save or to and to spare so anyway uh going to you know this story story I'm sure this is Genesis chapter 19 um two angels and they were in male or men for in the form of men. They go to Sodom and Gomorrah and they go to the gate and go to Lot's house. And Lot um, allows them to stay in his house as guests. And they don't even get the opportunity to get comfortable well before the men of the city of Sodom and Gomorrah came banging on Lot's door they were banging and banging and banging and said hey we want those two men we want to get to know them and when they say no they mean they wanted to have sex with these men men came there to have sex with the two angel men they didn't know that the angels the men were angels they just because the angels came in men form in the form of men so they came banging on the door banging on the door they wanted to get a hold of these men that were in there that were guests and again you know as you know this story they harassed this man banged on the door trying to get in and the angels basically let lot know hey we're angels we're you know you need to grab your stuff and go and and so the next day that is uh, basically, they the angels let Lot know what was the plan. We came here to get you up out of here, get your family up out of here, and uh, and this this place is about to be destroyed. Sodom and Gomorrah is going down. You need to get your stuff and roll up out of here. So God did. And again, this is Genesis chapter 19. That's me putting my words in it, but you can certainly go and look for yourself and see what those words are. Uh, God did just what he said he was going to do. He destroyed the city of Sodom and Gomorrah. Um, but Lot and his family were able and they were allowed to grab their stuff and roll up out of there for safety. Now, Lot was the one he was the one person 
that was able to escape and get out of that city so again be the one be the one that god will send angels to get your butt out of a wicked situation or out of a city because you are righteous be that one be the one that um that god will go after because of your holiness as as i mentioned with noah now you know that god sends i mean uh, people in general they send um, these companies all over i mean i just just recently this week there was a company that went up to uh went up to space and they have companies that are sending nasa and all these other companies that are sending rocket ships and satellites up in space and that those rocket ships and satellites they are their responsibility or the purpose is to look on the earth and to observe the planets and observe what we're doing but God is always observing. You don't have to send a rocket ship up. He's already up there. and He's already observing. And uh, Psalms 14 verse 2 reads, The Lord looked down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there were any that did understand and seek him. So again, God is look. He is de- He is up. And he's looking down and he wants to see who is seeking him, who is righteous, who is holy, who is the one that I can trust, who is the one that is doing good, who is the one where the entire city or town might be wicked, but they are good, who is the one who might have a whole family full of corrupt family members, but they are good, who is the one who may have all their friends are wicked, but they are righteous and good, who is the one? So what's the big thought? The big thought is be the one. Be the one that walks daily in repentance. Be the one that walks worthy in in this age, in this time. Be the one that is holy and righteous. When no one is looking, be the one. Be the one. That is the big thought. Well, 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 I'm out of time. I appreciate you for listening and I want you to know that you know as the time goes on my appreciation level for you is so big like so big um so as many hugs to you all for listening remember to share the podcast and share the gospel with others until next time good people Small talk, big thoughts, big thoughts. Small talk, big thoughts, big thoughts. Small talk, big thoughts, big thoughts.